Hey there, how you doing? <laughs> As I record this, it is the 4th of July weekend, the beginning of the 4th of July weekend. It's Saturday the 1st, and uh, the 4th is on Tuesday, so... Ladies and gentlemen, this is an interruption from the future. The future of this very show, actually. You see, things happen, and sometimes you don't plan for everything that might happen. And this show is taking longer to make than I thought it was going to. Later on, you'll hear me talking, and I'll say that I realize that it's taking longer, but it actually ended up taking even longer than that. So I don't know when this show's going to go up. And I'm just apologizing in advance and superseding what I had said here before, which is no longer valid. Thanks for understanding, and now back to the past, or the present. I want to mention straight away that some of you may look at the length of this show and go, uh-oh, it's not really what it appears. It's going to be like the regular length of a show, I think. But I thought... I'd throw in a little extra bonus. A little happy bonus. Extra bonus. Happy bonus. What I mean by that is, after the conclusion of the show, we'll have a bonus show. It'll be an extended Willie's Plastic Waffle. You know, Willie lives six hours away, and we try to do these things. We, we, we just hang out the way we always have, through the decades, drinking, listening to music, talking about music. So when he comes down here from this long drive, I try to get as much on tape as possible, which is easy because I just put up the mic and go and do what we normally do. So there are like five, six hours of recordings of us listening to recordings and talking about them that I have to edit down into the segments of Plastic Waffle. And it's an oddball kind of thing. You know, the intent is for you to sort of be in the room with us, like hanging out the way we usually do. Now, I don't know how much that appeals to you. I know some people mentioned to me that they really dig those segments, so I guess I'm doing something right for some people. And if you like that, there's a lot of it here. And if you don't, ignore it, right? I'm not going to impose any rules on you about how to listen to this show. What kind of a despot would that make me, for God's sake? But I think that the way you listen to Willie's Plastic Waffle might differ from the way you listen to the rest of the show. The rest of the show can just kind of go... The Plastic Waffle segment, because we're talking while songs are playing and all this, I think it requires a different kind of attention. Here's the scenario, right? You're out there, you're grilling the burgers. The kids are saying, play Buckaroo Holiday, play Buckaroo Okay, kids, and you put the show on and everybody, oh, I love that Serge Gainsbourg record. You know, a real family thing. And then when day is done, kids are in bed, you're sitting there, you're having your brandy and your cigar, you're chilling. You want to spend some quality time with Sport and Willie. That's, that's what I got for you here. And because it's the fourth, I'm going to start with my favorite song, Charles Ives. I know, I know. It's very short. It's a very short song. This is an orchestrated version of it. Put up with it. And because this is the 69th show, I'll put in another little specialty O'Rooney suited to the occasion. And you'll hear these two songs, and then I'll be back with more spiel and more music. Happy fourth, happy 69th, and welcome to Buckaroo Holiday. Yeah. 
tableau, il regarde la côte. Il sème et la traversée durera toute une année. Ils vaincront les maléfices jusqu'en 70. Soixante Serge Gainsbourg and Jane Birkin, of course, recorded for the arrival of the year 1969 and actually referring to, you know, don't be coy. I know you're not just flipping burgers and setting off bottle rockets. Come on. But I'm going to get right back to the music. I'm going to play something by Spoon, recent song. Then it's going to be the Punch Brothers, kind of an Americana, bluegrassy, kind of eclectic act with an arrangement of WC. Then an underappreciated English songwriter and singer, I think, Leslie Duncan. She wrote a lot of terrific songs, including a number called Love Song that Elton John had an early hit with. And this is a song of Alan Hull's that she's covering. Alan Hull from the band Lindisfarne, Walk in the Sea. And then uh, for you uh, recorder fans, going to have another piece of recorder ensemble music. So here goes with Sugar Babies by Spoon. Like the 
Yeah, I had a few people comment to me that they enjoyed that music by the recorder ensemble that I did on, I guess, the last show. So I thought I'd give you more. This is a different recorder ensemble, the Forbury Consort. And that piece was by Clive Richardson, Beachcomber, very well-known piece of what you call British light music, kind of the equivalent of um, Leroy Anderson's work over here, along with library music. So a lot of that, what they call British light music, became well-known over here as TV themes and commercials and things, like the uh, theme for Captain Kangaroo, for example. Puffin' Billy. And Beachcomber was a very famous and often used orchestral piece that this consort arranged for recorders. So that goes out to all you recorder enthusiasts. I didn't know how many of you were out there, but I'm glad to have you. I'm kind of torn between the impulse to just play a lot of music and the impulse to be discursive. Always back and forth on that on these shows, because I know some people really like the spiels, other people are annoyed by the spiels, maybe, or the content of the spiels, anyway. But I think most of you who stick with the show at least have some kind of appreciation for the stuff I babble about. So I won't do a little babbling today, but no, 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 just not just yet. Not just yet. I'm going to do another set here, which will include a couple of instrumental pieces by great and well-known composers, not always the same thing who stand at the crossroads of jazz and classical music or concert music or whatever you call it. And along with that, I'm going to start with something I heard not too long ago for the first time. Artist named Faye Webster. It's a song called But Not Kiss. The gimmick in it is something that's, it sounds fresh to me. I'm sure other people have done similar things, but uh, you'll see what I mean. I think it's a cool record. And later on in the set, I'm also going to play a piece by the Chesapeake Jukebox Band. It's from 1972. And hey, by the way, you know there's a whole show of 1972 music that I never used. I kind of lost my uh, confidence in those 1972 shows that I did last year. Uh, I don't know why, you know, but there's a whole other show that's just sort of sitting there moldering. Maybe I'll stick it up on the Patreon or something one of these days. There's a lot of good songs in there that I'll probably never use otherwise. Anyway, Chesapeake Jukebox Band was a project by these two dudes from New York. They got a lot of session musicians together and wrote these very grand, eclectic pop songs. I think it's good. Is it great? No, but it's unusual. Let you make up your own mind. Gonna play a song called This Time. And as far as the two concert pieces, well, I'll surprise you. Here's Faye Webster. See you in 
Duke Ellington with Sonnet to Hank Sank from Such Sweet Thunder, which was a Shakespearean... Oh, Jesus. Come on. Air conditioning keeps it right, and day and night you're in control. Sorry about that. You know, tis the season, right? Okay. So, uh, Such Sweet Thunder. This was a suite of pieces by Billy Strayhorn and Duke Ellington from like, I don't know, 1957 or so, based on various works by Shakespeare. And you might have noticed I used a tiny snippet from the Smile Sessions as a linking device between the Duke Ellington piece and the previous thing, the Chesapeake Jukebox Band. And of course, you heard George Gershwin earlier, part of an American in Paris. With air conditioning, oh, the weather's bright, yeah. and day and night, you're in control. I'll tell you what, I don't feel too in control with all these interruptions. July 4th weekend. <laughs> My wife just bought a new air conditioner today. We're replacing the one in the living room. Got one that's more uh, energy efficient. We'll cool the room down more and uh, won't be as noisy and won't be old and funky. There's only room enough in our living room for one old and funky and loud and inefficient thing, and that's yours truly. Anyway, the spiels, the spiels. Let me tell you what's going on. I, sometimes I forget what I told you here and what I tell people on the phone or chatting, you know? I don't know. So, at the risk of repeating myself, had two weddings in June to go to. First one, largely black wedding. Music was pretty cool to start with. It was like this kind of quiet storm stuff, you know, while, uh, while people were having cocktails and stuff. And then they did the wedding and blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards, when it's time to really get into serious drinking and dancing and all that stuff, it was all hip hop, right? And it was so fucking loud. I don't, I really don't know how people can stand it. I never liked crazy loud music like that, ever. I mean, it was easier to take when I was on stage doing it. But even then, I would have been cool with turning it down. Not everybody in the band would feel the same way. But uh, holy shit, I just great wedding otherwise just but the but the volume i don't know how people stand it. it happens a lot it didn't happen a week later when i went to a different wedding and this was my friends lisa and erwin had a wedding down in jersey and it was great because it was a completely unorthodox wedding very relaxed no dancing no bullshit no uh moany moany you know and um so a lot of friends there that i have not seen in a while dear friends like Laura and Ken, she's a brilliant book designer. 
and he's an attorney, and together they run Blast Books, who published the Industrials book that Steve Young and I wrote. At the wedding, they gave me a great, strange little book that I might bring up in the future. So great to see them. And Lane Steinberg, whose music you've heard here and will hear again, he gave me his new album. I'll be talking about that either later in the show or on the next one. It's great stuff. Met his lovely wife for the first time. And um, multi-talented artist Brian Duan. A whole bunch of people. It was great to see. And uh, Drew Friedman, who's a fantastic artist. You certainly know his work if you don't know him by name. I've done some writing for his website where they sell prints of his work. And after the wedding, he was kind enough to send me a big packet full of vintage underground comics and a bunch of issues of Mindshift. Little magazine with comics and text and stuff in it. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. A lot of the great underground cartoonists also publish in Mindshift. Robert Crumb, most notably probably, but uh, Drew did some great stuff there. Really, what a mensch. So thank you, Drew. And congratulations, Lisa and Erwin. So though life has had its vicissitudes, and I'm not going to get into them, there were these wonderful evenings like those I've described. We also did make it to Knobles for our yearly trip, or hopefully more than once yearly. It was great. It was way too short, but it was uh, incredible. Will I discuss it further? I may. I don't know. But right now, let's do another little set, shall we? Gonna start with some classic rock. That's right, classic rock. It's the song Badge, written by George Harrison and Eric Clapton, right? Badge. Cream did it. But here it is being done by Fanny. It's June Millington et al. All female band from the early 70s, real pioneers. And I don't know whether they understood the implications of the name Fanny. They may have, you know, and could have just been sassy enough to use it, but you know, in America, Fanny's a very polite euphemism for the backside. But overseas, over in England, Scotland, Fanny means, you know, the vag, a little bit more vulgar than it is over here, so uh, kind of a bold thing in 1972 or so, right? Much more daring than, say, being in the 90s and calling your band Harry Pussy, <laughs> which a group of people did, one of whom was Bill Orcutt, a guitar player, who after that band, which was kind of like a noisy, punky band, he went on to do improvisational electric guitar stuff. Maybe think Glenn Branca, maybe in that vein. And I'm going to play one section from a piece of his called Music for Four Guitars. It's just like a year or two old. I think there's a beauty to it. If you find it annoying, don't worry, it's not very long. And anyway, on the other side of it, I'm going to bring you right back down to something peaceful. Peaceful is the name of the song. It was a Kenny Rankin record. Here it is covered by Georgie Fame. I've played Georgie Fame a couple of times and I always get a good response. People seem to dig Georgie Fame. I like him too. There's something about him that's likable. It's not just the music, although the music's great. You know, he's a good singer, he's a great player, but um, I don't know. It's just something likable about him. What the fuck? I don't know. And uh, yeah, Peaceful was a hit for Kenny Rankin. Georgie doesn't change it very much in terms of the arrangement, but he gives it a little more oomph, in my opinion. But let's get right to it. Let's. Um, Let's plunge into some Fanny.
found in the shadows hiding Sorrow I can wait for fate to bring around to me Any part of my tomorrow me slow on the uptake, but I've just realized something that you've known since the beginning of this show. Only a real embezzle, only a real tarara boomdier would begin a show intended for a holiday weekend when the weekend's already underway. You know, these, these shows, you don't flick a switch and suddenly there's a buckaroo holiday, you know? You don't yank it out of the ground like a, like a carrot. You know, it takes work and time, and here I am, uh, making all these promises and I, I, I'm not going to be able to keep, you know. I mean, it'll be up there at some point during the holiday weekend, but Jesus, now it's Sunday. <laughs> so I don't know whether people are going to be able to do their barbecuing with this on. Maybe, look, if you get it, you know, you get it late, just go go grill burgers if it's like Thursday or something, or, the, you know, even if it's July 15th, I don't, you know. Doesn't matter, right? Super Weekend. Oh, shut up. You know, the jingle service here I use, it's like got a mind of its own. It's like Hal from 2001, A Space Odyssey, trying to take over things. Stop it. Anyway, PJ Harvey's got a new thing coming out, I Inside the Old Eye Dying. And if that doesn't make sense, don't worry about the lyrics, because they're not going to make much sense to you either, really. There's a reason. In England, way at the bottom, on the water, there's a county called Dorset, and it has some peculiar local lingo and folklore that P.J. Harvey drew from in a book she wrote called Orlam. The album continues that idea. Mythic and mystic, spooky. So far, I think it's kind of cool. See what you think. I'll be playing the title track, and then I'm going to take you back to an earlier era of acoustic music and folk-based music with something from Spider John Kerner. He was in a trio, Kerner, Ray, and Glover, made a couple of pretty important albums in the early 60s. This is from a later record with a guy named Willie Murphy. No relation. Kind of hippie stuff, although kind of uncategorizable, as is, in my mind, Jerry Jeff Walker. People call him country. He is, but he's more than that. 
and I'll play something by him, and then something by somebody else.
cup Get stuck by whiskey still Till it fills the head Makes the bed spin like a wildcat drill Boring a hole down deep in your soul Tom Waits, of course, doing Take Me Home, which he wrote for the one from the Heart soundtrack, where it was performed by Crystal Gale. Back in those days, I was a big fan of Tom Waits, and I hadn't heard his version of that. And it's cool to hear it all these years later, just like looking at some of the old underground comics that I never saw back in those days. Don't know what it is that reignites a certain passion like that, but the underground comics I've been nuts about lately. I just can't get enough of them. It's weird. And I've been continuing to do some artwork, which will lead to a zine that I'm going to give to the Patreon people who want one, because a couple of you expressed an interest when I mentioned it recently. But speaking of one from the heart, you know, 70s movie, right? So uh, there's another of those shows coming up, too. And Ms. Binkowitz was also at that wedding I mentioned, Lisa and Irwin's wedding. And I haven't seen her in years, so it was great, great to see her. By the way, I didn't mention much about Jerry Jeff Walker before. Kind of took it for granted that people know who he is, or was, 
died just a couple of years ago. Anyway, he uh, he's the guy who wrote Mr. Bojangles, among other things, and um, considered part of the outlaw country movement. Willie Nelson, Towns Van Zandt, all those people. But earlier on, he was in a band called Circus Maximus, and I don't know if I've ever played them, but I, I'm sure I will. Anyway, next I'm going to give you something from 1963, Big Bad World by Kathy Saint. Might be her only record, I think. Arranged by Artie Butler, who we've talked about in the past, in a very Phil Spector-type style. A great and accurate warning about the world in the girl group vein. And I mentioned running into Lane Steinberg at that wedding. So I may as well play something by him, too, because, uh, because after Kathy Saint warned us about the world... We need something to kind of inoculate us, and Lane's going to give us a song that might do that for you and be seasonally appropriate besides. It's from this new album of his that he gave me, Headspace, and everything on it is fantastic. Highly recommended. I'm sure in all the usual platforms you can find Lane Steinberg, and you can do no wrong checking out his stuff. After Lane tells us about how he feels under summer skies, we're going to go back a bit to the 70s. It's a Swiss band called Lost Peace, which is a terrible dilemma when you find yourself in a position where you got to shoot a motherfucker. Just kidding. Uh, maybe it's like a jazz rock fusion band. Maybe it's a prog band, whatever you want to call it. Stuttgart Ballad. So, Kathy Saint, do you want to share any, I don't know, childhood reminiscences with us? My mama sat me on her knee And this is what she said to me You may think life's a Christmas tree But let me tell you this
much the same if all is now yeah now's the time and you can say
Carl Nielsen was a composer from Denmark whose work spanned the late Romantic and early modern periods. And he didn't write a lot of piano music, but here's a section of one piece called Humoresque Bagatelles. And it's a bunch of very plain and melodic little tunes for the piano. He worked in a lot of styles, but usually much more grandly than this one. And then I'm gonna to return to an artist that I played a while back, Cosmo Sheldrake. His father is the... Hold on. You know what? I just realized something. Completion of this show is going to take up the whole weekend. Yeah. Wow. I, I mentioned this before, but it's worse than I thought, is what I'm saying. I don't know. I did a wrong... By now, you'll, you'll have known that I changed my mind because I'm going, to rec I'm going to correct what I said at the top of the show, which you will know because you'll have heard that by now. But here's the moment where I made that decision. And let's go back in time. Okay, I handled that, and now I'm back, and we'll play Carl Nielsen, and then something by Cosmo Sheldrake, new thing, and he'll be singing about the wonder of that wild, wet world. So then I'll throw in a couple of songs about fish. Let's go. Wonder of that world. 
wild, wet world of that wild, wet world beneath. Oh, the wonder of that wild, wet world of that wild, wet world
thing is the other day when I planned this and I put you know those songs in the mix it just seemed like a theme you know like a little mini theme no other reason we don't have fish around here very much but right now today today right I'm, I'm talking now Lily's in the kitchen cooking fish so you know everything falls into place everything eventually shakes out as intended by the um, powers that be you know Hot Lips Page and his orchestra did Fish for Supper there. And before that, Joe Stafford, Shrimp Boats, which I used to play often in the house to my brother Brian's great chagrin. He was often chagrined at the music I'd play. Jonathan Richmond, etc. But fuck it. So you know who I've been talking about sorting through all these old underground comics and this other stuff I have in this archive I'm trying to organize. I found something really amazing. I'm wondering whether I should talk about it. I don't know if it would be interesting. And some of what it brings to mind might alienate people. Because, uh, you know, I don't know. I say things, some people misinterpret what I'm saying and they get pissed off. Some people correctly interpret what I'm saying and get pissed off. But I'm not out to bug people, that ain't my thing. And like recently I did a thing about uh, people talk about the science and how much they, you know, hate religion and 
Now, I talked about this with a few friends, listeners who uh, wondered what I was getting at. And we talked about it. It's fine. It's nice that there's some people I can still talk about things with. It's rare. And it's okay that it's rare because um, you've got to think for yourself and you've got to make your own way. And the people who are attracted to you on those terms are the best people to know. Anyway, I will tell you about that thing I found at some point, maybe on the next show, and oh, a lot of other things, too, when I'm in the mood. Right now, I'm in the mood to tell you about the upcoming songs. You're going to hear uh, Roy Hogshead from 1948 doing Cocaine Blues, country song that is, I'm not really sure about this whole thing, like, folklorically, but I think it's coming from the same place that uh, In Search of Little Sadie comes from, which Bob Dylan covered on... Um, self-portrait, really weird version of Little Sadie. It's one of them story songs that uh, change names and change places and change styles. But I believe Roy Hogshead had a hit with this one back in 48. It's a cool version. After that, you're going to hear a track by a band called Vanishing Twin, and the tune is called Vanishing Twin Syndrome. What that is, is a situation where a woman is pregnant with twins in the very early stages, and one embryo is actually absorbed into the body of the mother and the other embryo. It doesn't really develop past that very early stage. And this can cause a lot of grief and distress in these women who experience it. And sometimes in the twin that survives and gets born, there's a weird kind of connection they feel with this potential sibling. And Kathy Lucas from the band Vanishing Twin is one of those people. Clearly had a big impact on her. Influences the songs she writes and the name of the band. They're from London. There were a few other songs of theirs I considered playing because it's good stuff. So uh, hope you like it. And if you do, check them out. And after that, it's going to be a couple of twins who didn't vanish. The Kasoy sisters, they're identical twins, Irene and Ellen. Later on, Ellen became Ellen Christensen, and Irene became Irene Salatan, because she married Tony Salatan, another musician. He had a TV show called The Song Bag. Old-timers might remember, it was on PBS, and he would do folk music. He was an associate of Pete Seeger's and these folks, and before that, he used to often appear on a show called What's New, when it was on WNET before there was a PBS. And that goes back to my earliest memories, actually. And I corresponded with Tony Salatan for a while. He's a real nice guy. But this recording was made by the sisters before their respective weddings. Sometime in the mid-50s. 1954, 55, somewhere in there. And it's a song that's been done by a lot of different people. It's an old Appalachian song, and it's a weird one. What'll we do with the baby-o? And we'll start with a little oddity from the founder of our feast, Aaron Copeland. It's a piece of piano music from the original uh, Rodeo ballet that's not often performed when the Rodeo suite is performed. I've heard the number referred to as Ranch House Party, and I've heard it referred to as Honky Tonk Interlude. Either way, here it is.
one morning while making my rounds Took a shot of cocaine and I shot my woman down Went right home and I went to bed And stuck that loving 44 beneath my head Got up next morning and I grabbed that gun Took a shot of cocaine and away I run Made a good run, but I run too slow They overtook me down in Juarez, Mexico Playing in the hop joint, smoking the pill In walked the sheriff from Jericho Hill He said, Willie Lee, your name is not Jack Brown You're the dirty half that shot your woman down Yes, oh yes, my name is Willie Lee If you got a warrant, just read it to me Shot her cold, cause she made me sore I thought I was her daddy, but she had five more When I was rested, I was dressed in black Put me on a train and they brought me back Had no friends to go my bail They slapped my dried up carcass in that county jail morning about a half past nine I spied the sheriff coming down the line Hocked and he coughed as he cleared his throat He said come on you dirty hop into that district court Into the courtroom my trial began Where I was paneled by twelve honest men Just before the jury started out I saw that little judge commence to look about In about five minutes in walked a man Holding the verdict in his right hand The verdict read in the first degree I hollered, Lordy, Lordy, have mercy on me The judge smiled as he picked up his pen Ninety-nine years in the San Quentin pen Ninety-nine years underneath that ground I'll never forget the day I shot my woman down Come all you hops and listen unto me Just lay off that whiskey And let that cocaine be
think that these songs about uh, cocaine and babies might have something to do with Hunter Biden, right? Knowing me. <laughs> Dog whistles, you know. Nah, just occurred to me now. <laughs> anyway, I'm more interested in the upcoming set because we're getting real close to the end here. This will probably be the last full set, and I want to tell you about what it's going to be. It'll begin with a song by Van de Graaff Generator, one of the most interesting of the bands commonly described as prog. Although they sort of stand apart. They're kind of their own thing in a way, Van de Graaff Generator. Peter Hamill is this very, how would you call it? Um, very emotive singer, almost like a cabaret act or something. Always pretty dark, very intellectual. And the band's music is challenging, sometimes very beautiful. I've played some stuff in the past. That was older stuff. This is from an album from 2011. I think it was their penultimate album called A Grounding in Numbers. And it's a terrific album. Would have been terrific if anybody made it, but considering the age of the band and the members of the band, you really have to admire how committed they are to staying fresh, never staying in one place, and just continuing in the first place because they're not a cash cow like Yes or something like that. This is called Your Time Starts Now. I think it's very touching and very beautiful. But I know that some people have a little difficulty getting into Van de Graaff Generator. Give it a chance. And it does set a kind of a dramatic tone, which I will keep going for the next tune. The Common People from 1969 is the band. I Have Been Alone is the song. Great orchestra and mellotron combined, and it's a serious piece. I think there's an elegance to it. A stateliness, if you will. Then we're going to hear a track from one of the great series of albums from the North Texas Wind Symphony. Part of a piece called Renewal. Viet Quang is a composer and teacher from California of Vietnamese descent. Written some great stuff. This one is for the Wind Orchestra with uh, a lot of percussion. You really ought to check the whole piece out if you like this little bit at all, because it's terrific. It's worth hearing in its entirety. Consonant, but also kind of mysterious and rich, rich writing with beautiful coloration and really amazing percussion stuff. And that's that. 
And maybe I'll slip in uh, one or two other things in this set. We'll see how it goes, you know? I don't want to describe everything ahead of time. Every once in a while you want to have one of those ooh kind of things happen, you know? In the meantime, Fandegraph Generator, your time starts now.
best begin it However long you've held back You've dimmered, get on track Pace by pace, just go on Just go further
That was the Cebu commercial by the eclectic musician and composer Yasuaki Shimizu. He also has an ensemble called Saxophonettes. And um, 
has done an interesting arrangement of Box Goldberg variations that I ought to play sometime. But this CD of commercial themes is a real oddball favorite. It goes out to Tony DeCosa. And I didn't tell you I was going to play Elvis Costello, but you couldn't call it unexpected. Number four is the name of the song. <laughs> See that? What I, what I did there? Behind me is R. Crumb and his Keep On Truckin' Orchestra from a 78 record they put out in 1972 when I was really in the throes of my Robert Crumb addiction. So I'll play it behind me here as a kind of a tip of the hat to all these great underground comics I've been glomming again. And I hope the spasmodic production of this particular episode didn't affect it negatively and that you enjoyed it. It's just been a... Uh, Ay, ay, ay. We're shooting high in July. Yeah, 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 whatever. So, that's it. Now, remember, you, we have this little um, extra bonus, happy bonus. Extra bonus, happy bonus. Where else do you get such top flight production attention, right? Nowhere. That's where. But the extra bonus, the happy bonus, is coming right up. And it's there after this show's over. It's a separate thing. You can listen to it anytime you want. Not in one sitting if you don't want to. But this one's ending right now with a very short song by Lindisfarne member Alan Hull. And I guess uh, that's all I got to say about anything. Stay cool. Enjoy yourselves. Love to all. Thank you for listening to Buckaroo Holiday. Ask you, Willie. What have you been up to since last we uh, met over the plastic waffle? I've been up to too much uh, otherwise, obviously, because I'm chomping at the bit to get back to this. That's an evasion. I take that as an evasion. Yeah. What are you doing? Any travels? Any? Uh, what's new? It hasn't even been travels. It's been just caught up in all kinds of work stuff. And it's been so constant that I haven't had a moment otherwise. So this is like a little getaway, huh? This is a little... Well, yeah. But it should be more often. It should be. Well, we gotta, we gotta do that, you know? Mm. Gotta make that more often. Got to. Really got to. Remember the first time I met Willie, and I thought to myself, holy shit, Michael Antkeen is working here at Sam Goody's. 
Right. Well, slap shot, you know, it's high, high praise. Well, that changed your approach to me. <laughs> Otherwise, it could have been. If you looked like somebody from, say, North Dallas 40, I never would have said hello. Yeah. But you looked like the guy from Slapshot. <laughs> and from The Rookies, which I never watched, but nevertheless, you know. Yeah, for years, if you saw Slapshot, they took all the songs out because of this crazy-ass music copyright bullshit. Oh. So you know the way you hear Get Right Back to Where We Started From? Mm. They removed it, and they replaced it with a sound-alike. Yeah. And even the, um, the record, a little bit south of Saskatoon, who's that guy? Um, Not the old A little bit south of Saskatoon. I can only think of, like, Hank Snow and, uh, yeah. It's not Hank Snow. Right. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll remember yeah. it. But anyway, they changed that out too. And they wrote a new song in that style. Yeah. So obviously there was some, I don't know, change of hands or contractual... It's, it's f just fucking greed. It's this yeah. crazy music copyright shit. You know, if you buy um, variety shows on DVDs, Time Life was doing them for years, they take the songs out. Yeah. With few exceptions. Yeah, it's really too bad that it's Sonny James. Yeah. It was Sonny James. Yeah. That's what I was trying to remember. Little bit yeah. south of Saskatoon. I think he was Canadian. I'll have to get a confirmation on that from Ron. But uh, Ron is our man in Canada who financed the... Ah, yes. The, uh, well, many shows, actually, but most recently the Antipodial specials. Yeah, nice. Thanks to Ron. If more people were like Ron, it would be a better world. For me, anyway. <laughs> Here's to him. How about some French cafe music of the opulent era? That sounds about what I'm in the mood for. <laughs> this is really nice. This repeating um, line. Il avait pas encore 20 ans. Il connaissait pas ses parents. On l'appelait tantôt la ripette à la villette. Il était un peu sans façon, mais c'était un joli garçon. C'était le plus beau, c'était le plus chouette à la villette. Very French. Il était pas Il avait pas des beaux habits. Il se rattrapait sur sa casquette à la villette. A beautiful lilt. Yeah, and then it just kind of ends up right um, comfortably. It's like bird song. Or... Yeah. It's the same way with Lucien. Uh, Boyer, um, recordings where it's just free time and they're almost like following the vocalist. Yes. That's so great. Well, it's one of those things that I think attracted us so much to the acoustic thing after being in the scales all those years. And now you're doing this stuff where it's folk songs and it's more expressive 
and you're stretching, you're contracting, expanding, depending on the lyric, right. and the feel of the thing. And, Absolutely, right? Um, and that's that how, it, that's how it should follow? Yeah, yeah. La dernière fois que je l'ai vu, il avait le torse à moitié nu et le coup pris dans la lunette. It's kind of free. À la roquette. Would you do something that's really just completely natural and, and open? Yeah, oh yeah. All right, yeah, you see, you told me you got something for me now that's, uh, if you want to make somebody seasick. I, yeah, I just find it pretty amazing that some records were, uh, were actually um, made for sale, offered for sale, that had such bad um, off-center pressings. Uh -huh. It's pretty amazing. So this one. <laughs> and so we, we did the, <laughs> we did the selection of skips. Do you have like several of these ready or is it just one, one for like a demo? I have two. Okay, we got two. <laughs> Should I go from the, the first one is, they're increasing levels of off-centeredness, <laughs> so... If there's only two of them, you know, go from mild to less so. <laughs> This record, if it didn't have this, right. <laughs> like, oh, got one of these. <laughs> I gotta keep this. <laughs> Isn't that a crow? Okay. Has a great kind of drunken effect. Yeah, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is, right? You're like reeling in a strip club. It's like Mean Streets when Harvey uh, Keitel is walking yeah. through the bar, right? Oh, they would have loved to have used this. Instead of something that. Just, you know, normally, even touched. Yeah, Scorsese, what does he know? Fucking guy. I didn't get it either. I didn't get in touch with him. <laughs> that shit. Yeah, this would be good for a crazy kind of reservoir dog. Well, this is the thing when you're listening to those, uh, those records with the skips. Is any one of them going to be something you'd ever want to hear again except for the skip? The skip is what made the thing, right? It's just some random record. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, good. Good skips. Believe it or not. <laughs> Send it your best skips. Good skip on the I'm sorry, the artist is actually unknown. Better yet, 
information that's available. Yeah, pretty clever move. <laughs> I just want to feel that feeling. <laughs> Here's another one. I actually have the the artist daydreams with the sounds of the sea. Is this next one? Here you go. Sounds of the sea, huh? Yeah. They knew that they were doing. <laughs> Sounds of the seasick. This truly is the one that could use to get, to make someone seasick. <laughs> and, that, and it's not because it's Sounds of the Sea. Or maybe I shouldn't say that, though. <laughs> and it's La Mer? <laughs> right? It's La Mer, isn't it? <laughs> oh, wait, maybe it's not. It might as well be. Right, you know, the title of it is Reverie. <laughs> Oh, Reverie, right. I knew it was WC. Oh, it's beautiful. Package them up and send them out. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a shit? We already got Box it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and just think of the lucky people that received this lot. <laughs> yeah, somebody bought this. I have a record. Song. Somebody bought this at some point. You know, wanting to hear the beauty of WC. You know, and, and we're not even knowing about the being familiar with the pieces. Hey, look I mean, here. Someone. Am I gonna make a cameo? Yeah. Well, just this is miles just is the right here. time. We're listening to records that uh, are like pressed badly off center. Oh, that's fun. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Quite unbelievable. How often is that? How often does that happen? Not very. Gladly, fortunately enough. <laughs> yeah, because it seemed like that would be kind of a, a hard mistake to make with how the machines work. Yeah, they didn't care. That's the point. <laughs> That's what's so funny about it. They just got to get product out in the boxes to the shops. Um, so somebody gets the record home, not familiar with music at all, so they yeah. put this on. <clears throat> what do they think? Right. They might not even realize. No, they're sick and they're disgusted. They put it. In a, but they didn't know why, though. They put it back in that little like metal rack with all the slots for the records, and it sat there for 40 years. They, and they, then it died, and then the kids sold it, they, they, to the, or gave it to the Salvation Army, and you fucking bought it. But all through that, they could have thought that this is actually how it was supposed to be. I doubt that That's would happen. I mean, I the, know, the, the odds but, of someone buying a record and having never bought a record or listened to music before. I would still think that they'd know that something was wrong. They, they? I, yeah. I, I have a feeling they'd know something was wrong because they probably wouldn't have bought it. Like, if, if they were that new to listening to stuff, they probably would have known if something was like too avant-garde. It might have tripped up new genres of like waiver core or something like that. You know? <laughs> Somebody heard this record and said, Eureka! create <laughs> had a new career. Some interviews because I mean, it's synthesizer, you know. Gonna, oh, yeah. That's what a synthesizer does. It does sound. It sounds like there's a synth sound that I hate so much. 
that's on certain hit records. Take My Breath Away by Berlin is a record that I hate. Can you Because imagine? it has that <laughs> super synthesizer. Can you imagine <laughs> people listening to our, the conversation we're having now with this music in the background? <laughs> They're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll leave you guys to your show. Thanks for stepping in, kid. Holiday. I hope you enjoy the mess. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and have a good one. Thank you for stopping by. <laughs> Cheers. <Over and> out. <laughs> Oh, man. And the great thing about these off-center presses is that they get worse toward the center. Yes. So you can, you're can you real excited when you're listening to it because you know it's going to get worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. All right. I finally found something else that I didn't want to. All right, so you got something here. I want you to, to turn this way and tell us about the thing you got here. Well, these I'm calling um, unintended music. Okay. In this case, they're they're old recordings of, I guess, Cajun music. But the main thing is that this is the great thing about early recordings, because people were just thrown into the studio to do something and play what they were playing. Musically, they might not really know what was going on but it didn't matter because they were just doing their thing mm -hmm. you know something that's very authentic or traditional or what have you right but sonically what resulted musically in s sometimes was unintended modern music right like some very complex chords but of course they didn't Right, so you're actually talking about the actual development of music where people hear yeah. all sorts of stuff and yeah. they decide to try and play it, but they don't know the bullshit rules that are attached to that no. music, so yeah. they do their own version of it and combine it with things they know. Yeah, mm -hmm. they were just doing what they were doing, but they're, because there's more than one person involved, there may not have been harmony between the, the people that were doing it. Okay. So one person might be playing one thing and then another oh, person okay. playing another thing. And the result... They're just each bringing their own scene yeah, into the... And the result is a completely modern chord, which was... I'll, I'll give you... I'll show you. Yeah, yeah. So this first one is um, Jolie Blonde, is the name of the song, mm -hmm. by Amadi Ofi and Cleoma Bro. Right, this song is a uh, Creole classic. Yes, right? So the result in the combination of what the people are playing is like major nine chords and all these really big... Yeah. So I think you'll cool. see what I mean. Time and a different 
t'en aller, je t'en parviens. Si t'aurais pas écouté tous les conseils de archivists and um, classical music fancy uppers you know would take the stuff and, and, and make it um, clean they would lose that idiosyncratic sound which was the heart of the shit in a lot of ways it's not what happened when these people got together I mean this is like you know the 1930s probably And we expect resolutions, they don't resolve it. It's just human music. Second selection in the yeah, intended yeah. music uh, category. Mm -hmm. Next one is called Mazurka de la Louisiane by Bro Ferret. Town and you find out who, who's the hot band. Just whatever. Who, does it, who plays all the dances? Yeah, and they go in and just start playing. Yeah. Which is the, an amazing thing. Because it wasn't like, okay, play for me this thing that you're going to record. I'll decide if it's something that's, you know. There you go. It wasn't that. No, right? no just to set, up, set up the gear and go. Do, do what you do. It's funny you said that. That was the exact thought in my brain when you said that. Mm -hmm. It's it's from the human place because yeah, the other music is 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 canned. It's yes, it's really created. It's really designed and fucking filtered and yes, marketed and. This is just what happens when people have instruments and want to feel good. Yeah, this and, is what and the use them. folk tradition is about.
when I was talking about Jonathan Ward's work before, you know, like yeah. the uh, the stuff that he collects. You hear, for one thing, you hear that isolated thing about the music, you know, where, where music sounds like when it's in Uzbekistan or, or you know, uh, Brazil, you know, like a hundred years ago. Yeah. And how it's kind of hermetic, it's it's that local scene. And then you hear it develop as, as even by then, as, as much as it sounds hermetic, it's not because it, it's influenced by all sorts of local sounds. But as radio comes in and phonographs come in, and um, travel is more widely available. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and all these what's the word? What they think uh, is traditional cultural appropriation, or authentic. Yeah, you know, cultural. Appro it's, yeah. it's nonsense. It's such yeah. fucking bullshit. Because what people do is they it's produced. They meet up and they bring what they got, and what they combine it with creates this new thing. And that's where language comes from, and where music comes from, where people come from. You know, and everything else that's uh, invented to sort of separate that is completely contrived and complete fucking bullshit and, and a, uh, an insult to humanity. So do we not have to go through these uh, additional Nor Norma Tanega things that I put on here? If you got something I haven't heard, I'd love to hear yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I truly put her beside um, Judy Sill. Oh, she's, and this yeah. is rare. No, I agree with you. With those long-running melodies that do changes and go to places yeah. that are just from, you know, from somewhere. Well, you know where they're from. Fire? Copeland. Please. That's what she said. She really? wanted to write stuff that sounded like Aaron Copeland. So she obviously had the idea, you know, the All harmonic right. idea and, the, and the, the feeling idea. You got to take that. I mean, it doesn't sound like Copeland. No, but that's what's cool, though. She found her own way to get to that rich thing. Yeah, and it, it's it's in, a, it's in a different genre. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, she's <laughs> she's easily as good as Paul Simon. You know, any of those yeah, songwriters yeah. around at the time, yeah. just easily at that level. You know, she should have been just as famous. Yeah, she really should have been just as known. I just love her offhand take. <laughs> yeah, it's just trying to go, trying to get it out. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, um, like a demo would be, you know. Yeah. But, but artless. It's just, just expression. Just, which is bullshit because obviously it's artful, but it's like the. No, but it's, it comes off so that plain. Still, that still hits it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is the greatest. This is what I was waiting for. Check this out.
outside of like the typical, you know, like a folk song. Yeah, it's it's utterly unique. Yeah, there's there's nothing like that. There's, there's something about all of it that's really accessible, but something about all of it that's impenetrable. And, yeah. and she just no way she just did what she did. You know, didn't give a fuck. It's like this is what I do. Absolutely great. Yeah, wasn't that something? Yeah, Norma, lover. Okay, so this is uh, Lungfish. I mean, the name of this song is Hear the Children Sing. And I mean, I thought it was one of those um, alternative 60s bands going on, but I'm not sure. Okay. We're well, probably going to have out. to find out more. Okay. But I like the approach. It's very, um, I don't know, unique. It's patient. Right, it's like the backdrop for someone who wants to do something like mm -hmm. poetry or <laughs> singing. <laughs> What's taking form is not a lifetime. What's taking shape is not a space. The sound it is. I, I like this. Kind of gnome voice this guy has. It's not circular. Trying to think of who he reminds me. Um, like some foreign singer. Well, yeah. It almost makes me feel like some of those. Um, not Canterbury acts, but, but, yeah. but the far out acts, like the gong people, yeah, yeah, yeah. the village people. Absolutely. But it's, you, it's easy to wander away from the lyrics. You have to really try and listen to remain focused. Not moldering 
people with beards, but generally when I see a band with beards, I'm, I'm a, a little more suspect. I don't know. Yeah, usually you expect to see people uh, not having beards. Uh, it's just me. You know, I mean, is, it, is it just me? Is it you too? Music. You feel no. the same way? I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm The beard tells you something. And I think I'm the same, yeah. It may, it may be not be something specific, but it, it's nothing good. bands that when they started growing beards started sucking too like the Beatles like when they just got the beards it was like that was like the beginning of the end yeah when they got the beards going Beach different. Boys they, they started growing the beards and yeah, it was that whole shit period of you know yeah what yeah. an embarrassment you want a clean face <laughs> in a band I'm not you know you can be whatever kind of person you are but when you're playing on, on the, in the band, you should have the beard off. You could maybe um, bring a oh, beard. Yeah, no, I'm never gonna have a beard here when I'm playing. No, no. I'm gonna have, you could have a mustache, or you could have the jib. You could have a goatee yeah. or Dan Dyke. Yeah. I have to admit it though that see we listen to the whole track. Yeah. It's kind of draws me in somehow. It's a good track, despite the beard. Because it's like. It's one of those tracks that is the basis for laying on top of it, whatever. And so, um, <laughs> it's there. You, you, it is there. You let it be, and 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 you and you talk about let it, it be. You talk about stuff over it. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> this is Mothra by John Cale. Using that, uh, yeah, the yeah. Well, I know that he's gotten really uh, into hip hop, you know. Yeah. As far as interviews with him, he like he's into Kendrick Lamar and all these fucking people. So it's not the dorkiest old white guy adaptation to these techniques yet, so far. Maybe I was a fool Maybe I 
okay. Yeah, I think it's okay. It's respectable for an old coot. You know, I have a whole bunch of Mystic Moods albums. I'm really glad to have those. They're the ones who have like these sound effects over the yeah, music, like, right? They're like rain falling rain coming, and yeah. yeah. But they're just <laughs> such a cult kind of classic. Oh yeah. But I've got like six or seven of them. Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it was great to see the. the yeah, want something on there we could hear? Yeah, I got a couple. You got. I'll hear a track from Mystic Moods. Yeah, it's something, it. something choice. Give me something like Sunny, or um, I think this might fit the bill. <laughs> summertime. They did Summertime. Okay, but did they um, use the Coltrane shtick from it? No. As you know, Herb Alpert did. He he took oh, the yeah. he took the like the, the like the riff from the cocaine from cocaine. Coltrane version, <laughs> cocaine Coltrane, Col same thing. John? When it comes to Herb Alpert, same thing. Um, but anyway, same. So um, it's one of those things where um, you know they had summertime going on, and then they had the whole Mystic Moods edition going on, mm. and so I felt it was not balanced. It could have been more effective. Okay. So I just recorded just the left channel. Okay. So it creates a really eerie thing here. Okay. <laughs> which I I think is much more preferred experience. In fact, very eerily effective. So I the think. left channel is is like the sound effects with like the sort of echo remnants of the music? The left channel is mostly the the um, the sound, sound effect. effect. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> this I think this is perfect though, because you know the way you know, with a lot of these ch cheesy sounding orchestral records from the 70s, mm -hmm. you know, it's just too overpowering. It's too much. Yes. That screechy. Right. It's sound. like it's force fed. Yeah. And that's what it was bef with both channels. But with just the left channel. Now you just have a sound effect. You have existed like a radio in the other room. And it's still enough. Yeah. Because the strings are so screechy. So it's perfect. <laughs> I mean, really. You're right. It should right. be re-released. So it creates this totally new thing. It's You've like created this, a service here. This eerie thing with just the waves. If you put this on YouTube, I'm telling you, and put that in the description, it's going. It, it would be. You, you would have a million views it's, by yeah, tomorrow. It's going. I'm, I'm going to be famous. <laughs> This is your this is your fucking meal ticket, brother. <laughs> I mean, this really is what Mystic Moods people wanted. Absolutely, this is this is the this is the proper thing. Because and I didn't, you know, there was no adjusting levels. Copyright this because people are, you know, it's, it's serious. <laughs> but I'm giving it to you. Plus, it's summertime, I mean, perfect moody. Yeah, yeah. Right? The, like the greatest minor key art grabber of all time. 
but it's never going to be too corny because the focus is the sound effect. <laughs> no, it's brilliant. It, it's it's a it's a vast improvement. <laughs> <laughs> Fast improvement. If you could somehow like like do a do a distant echo thing on, on the music track, that would even track. be better. Yeah. <laughs> but what you got is perfect. Oh, I'm loving that right now. So, Will, we got, uh... What have we? We got something to end the night on. Oh, okay. Counting on you. We've gone through so much stuff tonight that I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> will be, uh, it'll, it'll be uh, used for uh, for many, many future... Yeah, well, I'll, I'll make use of it. So you said yeah. you had something special. But tonight? Yeah, a little Nita Kerr, I think he said. He was talking about Anita Kerr. Yeah, how about uh, a version <laughs> of a Young Rascal song by Anita Kerr singers? I'm down. All right. But I, I, I kind of doubt how it's, that it's going to be good. I understand. How can I be well, there's sure? one way you can be sure. <laughs> um, there you go, here it is. How can I be sure in a world rascals. Yeah. How can I be sure? Pretty careful rendition here, you know. Really Always. Like, All right, let's sit down. Anita is thing. careful. <laughs> whenever I, whenever I You know, the song was schmaltzy to begin with. You know, it, like, it, like yeah. it wasn't like a hip song. Yeah. But it's, but it is a hip song. It's a great fucking record. Right, it's the cool thing. You know, it, it is cool because it's so musical. It's not just you know your basic rock and roll song. Right. Mm -hmm. It tipped into schmaltz because it had to. Wow, not pretty and loving? <laughs> How can I be sure I read? I really want to know. Like they strenuously avoid singing soulfully. Like, <laughs> you know, like singing oh, yeah. behind the beat or anything. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like deliberate. 
version. sure with you, Willie, every time we get together, we're going to have a great plastic waffle. I am in total agreement. Schlotch, your brother. Oh, yeah. I'm checking out. I'm fucking out of here. Oh, yeah! Extra bonus. Happy bonus. Hey, you know, we talked right over that Mystic Moods record. And that had to be annoying, right? So just in case you want it for meditational purposes, I'm going to tack it on here without any of the palaver over it. Always thinking of you. Mwah. <laughs>